This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Jay Will, from Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Max on ESPN Radios. You hear him? By the way, I said that to Max. Max didn't balk at it. I said that to Max last week. He didn't balk at it. Oh, please. Can you please get me that sound so I can run it back on my show daily? Please. You got it. We'll do that. Uh, all Perfect. right, let's let let's discuss a couple things first, and we'll we'll leave your uh, the, the the back and forth with Stephen A. Uh, maybe on the cutting room floor, but I I've got some things I want to talk about LeBron first. <laughs> We're going to get to Kyrie because he was just traded, and um, he may stay with Dallas for the next several years. He may become a or free maybe agent in the next three months, or, or or yeah, I mean. Uh, who knows how long that's going to last? So, but I want to talk about that too. But we got to talk about LeBron because he might become the all-time leading scorer tonight. And I know that you and Keyshawn and Max were talking about it today. Uh, and I think we get lost in the semantics over who the leading, who the best scorer is of all time. Um, so I'll op- just open the floor, summarize LeBron as a scorer for us. So I, I, I've went ahead and, and, and said this before that I, I truly do believe that I think LeBron is the all-time greatest scorer the game of basketball has ever seen. Now, to me, I think semantics matter uh, when you talk about these type of details. So let me break down for people what I actually mean. I'm not stating that LeBron's skill set is the same as Michael Jordan or Kevin Durant. Like, now, now granted, the, the difference between those two physically, size and frame, like, I think those are two of the most skillful scores the game of basketball has ever seen. And obviously, I get that Michael Jordan will be considered the greatest scorer the game of basketball has ever seen. But I think, once again, the way you can describe it, I think for me, watching LeBron James, which if you talk about, you know, his scoring average ranks top three all time for the length of time he's been in the league. Right. And, you know, so, and when, he has a higher two-point conversion percentage than than Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. I think watching a guy that came into the league from his rookie year averaging 20-plus points per game and watching his skill set evolve combined with the physical attributes he brings to the game, game of basketball has never seen a score like him. Now, I know you can make a case, well, he, he deferred in the biggest moments and all these different things, but when it's all said and done, even if you want to counter factor into longevity, like, He's going to break the scoring record, and I don't think the game has seen a dominant player from the guard wing position like him in the history of time. Well, I agree with a lot of that. Here, to me, are the are uh, you know maybe fuel for your argument, um, and we just saw it play out a what a week ago in Los Angeles against the Lakers. He didn't get to the free throw line like Jordan got to the free throw line. If you got nope. anywhere close to Jordan, and I know we they Jordan played in an era where. Uh, the game was more physical, but LeBron doesn't get the benefit of the of the doubt going to the free throw line like some of the uh, the others. And you say defer, I say he makes the right basketball play. And if he right thinks play. somebody think. else has the, a better shot, then he's going to pass the ball. That was never a thought in Michael Jordan's mind, and I'm not using that as a negative. Jordan always thought that he was the best option. He probably wasn't ever wrong. But LeBron has never thought that way. I've always thought LeBron was more magic than Michael anyway because he would rather make the pass for an easier bucket. 
than take the shot himself, which is maybe what comes back to bite him in this. Do you think this matters to LeBron to become the all-time leading scorer in the league? Do I think it matters right now? I think he's trying to settle with the significance of it. I, I think that, you know, timing of when milestones occur are very meaningful for individuals. So it's, but also as a competitor in this game, it's like when somebody said, well, Jay, you know, uh, you just won, you know, you're, you're, you are back-to-back national player of the year and you are a consensus national player of the year. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but we lost in the damn Sweet 16. <laughs> Like, that's bothering to me. Right. I'd rather win a championship and not be national player of the year, so I went back-to-back national championships. So I think right now for how you see LeBron, you know, being in the 11th, 12th position in the Western Conference, I'm not sure exactly which, which one it is specifically, but being at the bottom of the Western Conference, I'm sure LeBron is, was more focused on how, how do we get Kyrie? Okay, we can't get Kyrie here. How do we win some games? Which goes back to our conversation before, A.G., about, you know, when he doesn't get a foul call against Boston, that's why LeBron acts that way. Because this dude is trying to win championships. He's trying to win games. That's all that matters to him. He'll reflect on all this other stuff later. Yeah, the the Lakers are in a tough spot. I know they wanted Kyrie badly. Uh, before we get to Kyrie, are the Lakers this version of them? Are they salvageable? I, here's the thing, Adam. I mean... What are they, three and a half, four games between third place and, like, 11th place? So if, if you see that the margin for error is that slim between those positions, I just made mention every game matters. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying currently constructed that this team has the best odds to win a championship, but we've also seen teams get hot at the right time, right? Um and, and that's all you need. So if you're LeBron, you're like, how do we stay in this race? How do I keep Anthony Davis healthy? <laughs> do we want to make a trade for Russell Westbrook by the trade deadline? Do we want to go after a guy like a Fred Van Bleet if they're not asking for us for too much and absorb that contract? Or do we want to stand pat and focus on getting Kyrie as a free agent when it comes to this offseason, which you can probably make cap room to sign him as an unrestricted free agent? So I think LeBron and Rob Lincoln and Jenny Buss have a lot of things that they need to focus on um, about how they want to currently handle the construction of this team while planning forward for the future as well. Yeah. If if they can sneak in, they're dangerous because of LeBron. But, man, that roster was, I thought, poorly constructed. Uh, and I don't think yeah. anybody would deny that. All right, as for Kyrie Irving, let's deal with... I mean, my read on it all along when when he came out was that he doesn't really want to leave Brooklyn. He's just trying to get a contract in Brooklyn, and uh, Brooklyn didn't want to give him a contract. I mean, uh, that's a a perfect read. I mean, you just threaded the needle on what it was. Uh, Kyrie wanted an extension. Uh, He felt like the last attempt at an extension with a year stipulated upon the contingency of an NBA championship was erroneous, uh, decided not to counter, and that's when you saw him ask specifically for a trade. I also put myself reasonably in a position of a guy like Joe Sy, where, okay, I get that unprecedented things have occurred, uh, but I think ultimately the lack of communication between Kyrie and management and ownership had left a sour taste in Joe Sy's mouth. And I'm actually surprised that they got the amount of assets they got in return for Kyrie, considering what the overall league's perspective was from people I spoke to about 
whether they felt Kyrie could be trusted or not. I think Kyrie is a top 10 all-time NBA talent. Uh, And I want to leave that uh, separate from player, uh, obviously teammate as well. But um, in terms of just raw ability, I don't know that there are 10 players in the history of the game more talented than Kyrie. I'm going to leave that segment there, statement there. We'll get to it uh, in a second. Um, Did Brooklyn somehow get better as a team without Kyrie in this trade? And they're not done either. I don't think they got better. I think with Kyrie and KD, if you had had Ben Simmons, I think your chances of win, winning a championship are better. Um, I think that they were able to extract a little bit more depth, and we'll see what other moves Sean Marks can bring as it relates to a value add to the table. I, I do think that right now everything is centered around Kevin Durant as well as it should be. Sure. And what will Sean Marks do in order to bring in the talent to help KD win a championship? Because we often talk about, hey, well, Kyrie, this is uh, February, March, uh, April, May, kind of like June, four, half month window, where he has a chance to determine whether he wants to sign back with the Dallas Mavericks or whether he wants to be an unrestricted free agent. That's the same with Kevin Durant. Now, I know he has two more years left on his deal or three, um, but after this season is over, KD is going to have to take a real look at the construction of this roster and say, do I believe in management surrounding me with the right pieces? And have we made the moves that are trending in the right direction for me wanting to stay here? So even though he has years left on his deal, do not get it mistaken. Kevin Durant is year. All these guys, all these guys are year to year. Yeah, I, I think all these guys, I think all, all these guys year, yeah. are year to year, right? I mean, Kevin Durant could yeah. tell, could go to Joe Sy and say, I want to trade tomorrow. Uh, and he could get the trade. They, the, I mean, I'm sure there will be teams that are willing to trade for Kevin Durant. The Phoenix Suns were willing to trade for Kevin Durant uh, until they couldn't trade DeAndre Ayton in the offseason because he had signed that offer sheet with Indiana first. Are the Mavericks, Jay Williams is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show, are the Mavericks a legit threat in the West with Luka and Kyrie, or is their defense still, uh not that great. I mean, their defense is, uh, we'll see what other moves Nico Harrison, uh, the GM of the Mavericks, makes uh, to kind of add. Because whenever you lose Dodo, uh, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, yeah. and you lose Spencer Dinwiddie, you lose a lot of that those wing defenders. But I will say this, the game of basketball has kind of moved into this realm for certain teams where, yeah, you might be lacking on a defensive end, but you can counter that, Adam, with a high scoring punch. And you tell me a backcourt in the NBA that has a chance to be more lethal in a team that leads the league in isolations other than Luca and Kyrie. They are going to be a problem. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 
called 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. When you get to the fourth quarter, yeah. because schematically you can't run doubles or you can't blitz Luca anymore, and they still do have pieces if they're all healthy of guys that can space the floor and knock down shots. So with Tim Hardaway Jr., with Maxi Kleber, there are guys that can shoot. So they might just try to outscore you. And I, you know, with Jason Kidd, the leader at the helm here, um, I played with Jason Kidd. I've seen Jason Kidd devise some plays as a player on the floor <laughs> with the personnel we had that I've never seen coaches drop in real time. So I like their chances in the Western Conference. That feels wide open, even though I would still say teams like Denver have a better shot. Teams like, you know, I still would like Golden State when they get there um, and other teams at the top of the, of the Western Conference. Yeah, like, then Jokic is just ridiculous. So, um, it's I, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it it's is. Next level. And I like it's the Kings level. because I like Sabonis, who is to me baby Jokic. Uh, his his numbers are just slightly below Jokic in all categories, but he is also a very sneaky stat sheet stuffer, as our old friend Hubie Brown likes to say. Man, I grew up with Hubie Brown as the head coach of the Knicks, and I loved Hubie Brown. All right, I got two more things for Jay Will, and we're running out of time. Uh, and I, frankly, we ran out of time about five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> r- r- real, real quick. Uh, I saw the exchange with you and Stephen A. I don't know if you even want to address this. If you want to just move on, we'll move on. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like Kyrie is the lightning rod for these types of conversations uh, because he makes himself easily a target. Uh, but th- at the end of the day, he's an incredible player. And if you have him, you have a chance to win. And maybe he just draws that out of people because he sort of makes you angry because he's not always available and is, there's always something else going on with Kyrie. I'll say this as it relates to Stephen A. And you're the only show that I will address this on Ooh. or um, at all, Adam. So it shows our trust level. <laughs> is that I'm fine with any criticism that Stephen A. has of Kyrie Irving. As long as it does not pass the boundary of where it feels personal. And you know, for me, I think there are certain things as it relates to being a former player, critiquing my performance on the court. Uh, saying, but I, I also feel like sometimes what's occurred is where there's been this uh, conflation of who Kyrie is personally as opposed to who Kyrie is as a basketball player. As much as we try to unpack that, media doesn't pick up on that as it relates to headlines. Just the attacks become the polarizing statements. And the attacks are what people get known for as it relates to Kyrie. And then Kyrie has to fend off those personal attacks. Now, I'm not saying that they're absolving Kyrie of his accountability. I hold Kyrie's feet to the fire as well. Now, those things don't go viral with me, uh, more of the defense, but I'm also allowed to defend Kyrie in certain ways and aspects as a human being. So I think we're both very passionate about it, and conversations get heated. But I often try to tell people too, Adam, like this isn't scripted. Nobody's handing me a script and saying, okay, Jay, now you're going to first take it. Here's your talking points. No. Like, this is <laughs> This is locker room, barbershop-like talk. Right. And sometimes in the barbershop, you may end up wanting to slap somebody, or somebody may end up wanting to slap you. But when I come back to the barbershop, that's still my dude. And that's who Stephen A. That's still my guy. We just argue. And it's real. And it's cool. And it's fine. Everybody's good. 
and we're still going to do our job. Yeah, and look, if the if the clips go viral, the clips go viral, everybody wins. Jay Williams from Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Max, <laughs> ESPN Radio, every morning here on this, on this radio station and others. Uh, appreciate your time, my friend. Best of the fam. We'll talk to you next week. You're the best. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.